This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour. Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight only on Disney+. Plus. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the ones the only paris nicholson and michael judson barry oh my god Hi. hello everyone <laughs> Hello. Boys, what's going on listen the boys from the social dose podcast are in the house we sure are and listeners if you're not familiar with the social dose it's about time you heard about it it's a gorgeous <laughs> podcast that comes to you every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday with myself and Michael Judson Berry talking about the hottest things on the internet right now. And the mm-hmm. episodes are super short. They're like 20 minutes, so it's super low commitment. Uh, and that's the show. Come hang out. Yeah. I'm excited to have fun with you today, David. Listen, yes. it is. You guys cover it all, you know, anything. Like, how did you guys listen? You're, you know, you're fairly new to the podcast game. You've been doing it for we like are. a month or two. Like, How'd you guys decide to do a podcast together before we get into all of the pressing topics that keeping us up at night? Of okay. course, Michael. Oh yeah. How so did we Par- start this? well, Paris and I first met um, on food networks, worst cooks in America. Uh, mm-hmm. They did a viral sensation season and it was, it was love at first sight Paris. I feel like it really was. We, we were just we like insta right soulmates. Yeah. You were walking around with wine, making fun of me. And I was like, this feels so familiar. I feel like I'm home. <laughs> and reminds uh, you of your mom. You do. Just with longer <laughs> legs. And uh, yeah, and we spent most of that season 
talking about how we wanted to do a podcast together. And luckily, this was presented to us towards the end of the season, and it's finally happened. So it's been sort of this perfect kismet type of situation. Yeah, you, you guys might be the worst cooks, but I'm a non cook. I have lived in there's not <laughs> one house or apartment that I have lived in in the past, I would say 10 to 15 years where the stove has even been turned on once. So worst <laughs> cook is a step ahead of where I am. Because at least you're cooking. <laughs> at, least you're, at least you're trying, I guess. At least you guys are trying. I mean, so do you love being podcast hosts? How is this all going for you? Your episodes are short. Like you said, you cover it all. It's three days a week How, how's it going for you guys I think it's been really fun for me because I'm talking about things that I would already be talking about anyway but now everyone else gets to join in on the conversation which has been really enjoyable to see oh yeah I'm having an absolute blast and also like social the world of social media was pretty new to me I didn't really get into it until lockdown and then I started making videos and they went well and it just sort of opened up this whole new world where from before I could barely turn my phone on, let alone use it. <laughs> and so this is really fun for me because I feel like I'm still new to this this space. And so every episode, I'm just learning and researching more. And it's just an absolute blast. Yeah. Well, your first guest ever, your your first episode was, mm. you know, my good friend, Miss Candace Dillard Bassett. Like, how did we end up mm. with a Real Housewife of Potomac, Miss Candace Dillard as our first guest or Listen, first episode? We, we are blessed to be on the same Sony Network family as Miss Candace Dillard Bassett's music career. Uh, mm. If you haven't streamed her album, stream it now. Yes. Uh, and when I found out that that was going to be our first guest, I said, yes, this feels correct. I cannot wait to kiki with her about these mm -hmm. things that don't really matter that much because that's what makes it fun. Uh, but I have to admit, I was super nervous. I was because I watched Potomac and I was like, wait, I love Candace. What is, what is she going to be like in person? And I can tell you yeah. she's exactly like she is on television. Super quick, super funny, really great energy and just like so gorgeous to the point where I get offended most of the time when I see her log on to the Zoom. <laughs> Yeah, it's distracting how beautiful she is. But she's so nice, too. Like, she was the perfect first guest. She was so supportive. She was so sweet. Um, oh, I loved her. And it gave me... My boyfriend is a Mega Housewives fan, and Candace is his all-time favorite. And I'm, like, kind of the nerd in our relationship. So for the first time, I feel like I was the cool one. It, it was great. <laughs> Well, Candace is out on tour now. Shout out Sony Music. There's a little deep space action going on. She's playing some dates. So we love that. I yeah. know you you were saying, Michael, before you you before you came on Paris that you're new to Housewives. Or have you watched Housewives Forever Paris or are you new also? Yes, I started with Orange County season one. I'm an OG. I have since fallen off most franchises and occasionally dip my toes back in the only one i've seen every episode to this day would be beverly hills that's my number one because for me with housewives i need you to be so rich that none of the problems will ever actually affect you for me to be be okay with it if you're too poor and this could really hurt your life well then it's just sad don't you think I do. I mean, I think somehow along the way, Beverly Hills became like the crown jewel. It's not really where it started, but we really are like 16 years into it watching semi-regular slash regular people. And it's just not as fun. I totally agree. There is still something Beverly Hills, I think, is like the cream of the crop these days. Mm -hmm. And that's so good to hear because that's the one I've watched. So it's the best one. This is I yeah, this this is the most recent one I watched. And I had so much fun. I, I see why you get so hooked on this. It is fantastic. 
I mean, how do you guys feel? You know, we're filming the new season now. Like, how do you feel about Lisa Rinna being gone? I'm personally devastated. I stan Rinna. I don't care that she's the biggest bully in Hollywood and everyone knows it. I love her <laughs> so much. I've loved her since my mom raised me on Days of Our Lives. And I, I it's sad to see her go, but I, I'm certain she'll come back. Because she was great at it. So. She I was a really like good housewife. And I feel like she's such an institution. Like, yeah. it's it's strange to think of it without her and without her stirring things. It's like, who's going to be? There's no one else like her. And it's like, who's going to step up? Like, do you think some one of the other housewives are going to, like, step up and be the new Rena? But she, it feels like those are big shoes to fill. They're big shoes to fill. I mean, listen, I Melrose Place, Taylor McBride. I mean, like, Rena was my thing. I'm kind of a big Rena person, too. Look, right. I think, like, if a Kyle Richards stepped up, the audience would go crazy. Like, if, but she, she's the problem is everybody wants to be liked. You know, that's mm-hmm. the problem. And I think, but Rena never cared about being liked, really. Yeah. And that's you what made me like her. That. Never. I mean, listen, she's called out Sutton and Garcelle and said, girls, you're going to have to work this season. I don't know. You know, like they're filming like now with Camille and Denise. Like they're they're in there. They're they're not back. I think they're doing like Game of Thrones to see like, let's just bring these people back to see what happens. And, you know. Yeah. Did you not about either of those two? I saw this in my group. Kim Richards, too. Uh, No, that makes it sad again. Kim has too much (laughs) to lose. You know what I mean? I mm. do. Listen, Ugh. Camille, I think Camille could there, there's your villain. Camille could be the villain. Camille's so we've... good at the villain. She has the face for that. it. Yeah. She has the face for it. Who like, you know, there's a there's a rumored newbie as well. It's like Marcellus Wiley's wife. I mean, I'm a gay oh, man. I don't know who that is. Well, that's because we're three gay men here, not to stereotype, <laughs> but he is an NFL um, quarterback or lines. Uh, it's something in the NFL. I have no idea, uh-huh. but this is his <laughs> wife and she's the rumored to be. She's an anesthesiologist. We love anesthesiologists Ooh. apparently. Ooh. And the, so there is might be Ada Field. No, name? but her name was oh. it's um something Wiley. It's Anna. It's Anne Marie Wiley. W-I-L-E-Y. But that mm. Ada feel that name was kicking around too. I say just go with like Denise Richards, go with Camille and just call it a day, right? Listen, I'm actually not mad if it is Anna Marie because we need more color on Beverly Hills for sure. Garcelle can't be doing all this heavy lifting, talking about race topics by herself. She shouldn't have to. These women should kind of educate themselves and not put that on Garcelle. Uh, so yeah, let's get more color. And she's so stunning. I and then it's... we get to see her husband too. I'm not mad. I hope this is true. Let's just mm-hmm. put it out there. And Cynthia Bailey apparently is going to events. And and I don't know if that means anything. But listen, let's that just... That would be a crossover for the ages. That would be a crossover for the ages. Oh. What do you think of Housewives, Michael, now that you're kind of new to it and you've... like yeah, that, you... I'm, it, I'm coming out from the, the rock that I live under. Um, it's, <laughs> it's so much fun. So I watched Housewives of Atlanta a long time ago. Uh, Because a roommate I had forever ago was from there and he knew some of them. I think it was season two. And that's when like NeNe Leakes and Kim were like at the height of their like them. And it was that was the like you're low down monkey with a wig on and close your legs to married men. All of that. It was I loved what she said to Kim. Uh, I I, it was it was just like I was just like, oh, wow. Um, But then it sort of got away from me for a bit. And now I dove back in with Beverly Hills. And it's just so good to be back. I was like, that's right. These are such good shows. Um, 
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. I'm always hiring as this podcast continues to grow and grow. Graphic designers, editors, marketing, advertising, PR. You know that saying it takes a village? Well, it's true. The only place I go to hire is Indeed. I found that Indeed is where I can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. What I love is, I mean, I have no time, and you guys know this. I don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with all the right skills. I just go to Indeed. Their Indeed Instant Match is freaking awesome. They do assessments of candidates, set up virtual interviews. Do you hate waiting as much as I do? I found that the moment I sponsor a job, I start to find quality candidates who actually match what I'm looking for. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. So visit Indeed.com slash velvet to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash velvet. And let me say it one more time. Indeed.com slash velvet. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So, yeah. Did you see any of Denise's seasons? No. So the good thing about now dating somebody who's a huge Housewives fan, though, is we would go for walks and he would catch me up on what I needed to know. So he told me all about what happened. And um, just based on from what I've heard, I would love for her to come back. I think that would be fantastic. Same. I love Denise so much. When Rena said, I wouldn't be surprised if we never saw Denise Richards again. I felt that. And it also hurt me because I I was a Right, it was true. But these rumors, I'm like, please bring Denise back as a full cast member. Please. Yeah. Well, also, I think like Denise is like an actress. So I think like I think there's something to be said about like when you're there and then you're not there and then you come back. Like I think if they say to her, girl, you're coming back to be the villain now, just turn it on. I mean, she's been in bond. Like I think Denise could just play the part and people would be like, yeah. who is who is this Denise? Because this is not the Denise we saw, you know, the last time. I think it could be epic. Mm-hmm. Can I share my personal theory about yes. Denise and Lisa on the show? So obviously Denise's last episode was that moment on the couch where she's with Lisa and Lisa says, oh, Denise, you're so angry right now. I think <laughs> Rinna's intention was to kind of bring Denise in and be like, hey, it's kind of real, but also it's like a soap opera. I know we're both familiar with those. Like, So when I like 
pass you a thing, kind of like play that up and play it back with me. But I feel like Denise was so stuck on like, this is real, this is real, this is real. And then when it started to actually affect her personal life in a significant way with all of like the bisexual rumors, which like were, there are worse things you can be called. I think that's yeah. what like turned her off from it. But I think if you, I think you're right, David, if she can come back and kind of change that mentality of being like, this is for television, it's not 100% real. Some of it is a performance. I think that would be incredible. But my dream is that we get Rinna, Denise, and my personal fave, Eileen Davidson, all back on one season or just their own spinoff show because those girls get it. They get it. I mean, I've interviewed all of them. You actually think Rinna was basically, in other words, trying to like help Denise and set her up for some huge, I mean, I do. F- future on the show and is like, girl, just wink, wink, just play into it and you'll be here for years and you can make a million yes. dollars to really. Okay. And yeah, I think if Denise seemed... had received that, we she would still be here today and she'd be a staple. That makes sense. Because it does feel like Rinna is always sort of si- trying to what, like control the narrative in such a way where she has made a decision as to what's going to happen. She's like that improv partner that doesn't really yes and, but sort of like nudges you to the scene that they've already yeah. prescribed. <laughs> She's like a wonderfully terrible improv person. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it just feels like if they would just roll with her sometimes, it would be great TV. Because I feel like what she has in her head is always wildly entertaining. Like, the people, the people who make it just get it. It's like this. No one wants to hear about your real life. Candace is an example. Candace gets it. She's she's yeah. truly the MVP of Potomac. She just gets how it oh, yeah. works. And then when they're not filming, she does get a little sloppy on social media, which we'll talk about because that's, you know, what your whole podcast is more or less. But <laughs> she still kind of gets it like she doesn't go deep on social. She kind of I mean, no one's paid more to stay up at night and get in these Twitter fights. I mean, she does. But some of these women get really dark on social. And it's like, yeah, why the, the, the mm-hmm. check isn't more money just, you know, because you're like right. up at night in a Twitter war. I don't know. Especially like when the kids get involved. It's like, no, come yeah. on. Like we, we want a clean fight that has low stakes. At least that's what I want. Mm-hmm. A clean fight with low stakes. I mean, what is like, you know, speaking of your podcast, what is like the hot, you know, trends? Like what are the stories this week on uh, or just in the it's past been... few weeks on social? It's been a ton of Gwyneth Paltrow trial it's memes. All the Gwyneth Paltrow. We have Paltrow. yet to stop talking about it, still obsessing to this day. It's like every day it just gets better. You think it's going to end and then it doesn't. It just keeps topping itself. No, but what is going on with the Gwyneth? Because I mean, I really don't dive into it, but I am obsessed with it, even though I don't stop to read. The little bit I read, like the latest thing, like I know the camera was in her face and they didn't like that. I know, I mean, I'm like very top level here because I just, you know, I'm like, it's not housewives. I got to go on. I got to work here. I know about the Jeffrey Dahmer glasses, but I mean, I am (laughs) obsessed even though. And now what is this thing like her children now have testified or sent something in where they said she did say this guy's an asshole. Get off me or something like that. Yes. So. Luckily, our job is to do the deep diving into these topics, David. Thank you. Thank you. So the full scoop is 2016, Gwyneth Paltrow was hit on a ski slope by a man. He fell on top of her. She said, ah, shit, get off of me. Or she said, you drove, you skied directly into my fucking back. And then she had to apologize for her language by repeating it in court. Uh, mm-hmm. And effing, as she put it. Yeah. Then afterwards, Everyone got up, everyone dispersed, everyone moved on. Someone made a comment to this man. All of this is alleged, mind you. I don't know the facts. I was not necessarily there. Um, Mm -hmm. So allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. 
this man got up, someone said, oh yeah, that was Gwyneth Paltrow. And he was like, wait, what? Oh, wait, I think I have a head injury and all these rib injuries too. So it's very much as the testimonies have been submitted, it's very clear that this is kind of just a stunt that this man's trying to pull in an attempt to maybe get attention or money from Gwyneth Paltrow, but she is innocent. I stand with Gwen. She must be because like you feel if she wasn't, she would just say, I mean, I'm shocked that like nothing ever goes to trial. I mean, so I'm just shocked that there was no like, just can't you go away for $100,000 and just leave me alone? I mean, I know that. Exactly. If she was guilty, that's exactly how it would have played out. Exactly. But no, she was like, "Mm -mm, I'm taking this to trial and I'm going to win everything for this. I, th- that's why I'm kind of obsessed with this. It's it's really, th- this one has got me a little bit obsessed. Well, you guys also had a podcast episode where you did Finsta Friday. So I listened to that episode. You know, you were talking <laughs> about Finsta accounts, which do come up in the uh-huh. housewives world all the time. I mean, I know you guys were talking about like Amy Poehler and all the SNL girls. Like what, what celebrity do you know of that just has the Finsta going and why? And I mean, are you guys in favor of Finstas? Um, I, I feel oh. like Michael knows more of them than I do. I never find them. What? I only know they exist the in Finstas? theory. Yeah, I don't um, follow anybody's Finstas. Wh- I'm never oh, invited no. to. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And now I'm absolutely failing at this because I'm blanking. Who's the one whose Finsta is just like, oh, it's just like cookies. It's a food thing. Remember, Chef Amberal even followed with her too. onion rings. Yeah, you were. Lord with yes. her onion rings. Yes. That was my favorite one. That's true. Um, but it's Lord just shares pictures of onion rings, which I cool. Um, but also the fact that we know about it makes it not a finsta anymore. Yeah, <laughs> in a weird way, I still just love that. <laughs> I, I mean, the housewives, like you know, like I don't know, like do you watch Jersey? Are you watching Jersey this season? I personally only watched like the first three seasons of jersey and then i was just like it, they're too poor they're too sad it's too real i can't it's sad for them i feel bad for all of them the same family feuds are going on but we hear about these finstas and like this i mean the housewives have i mean potomac too they all like this one's this finsta and they oh, just are to. there and they attack the other one i mean are you guys pro finsta or i mean do you I have am finstas pro finsta as long as it's used to not harm, but rather to share. That is how a Finsta should be used. Like if you're so famous that you like wish you could have like an Instagram with just your close friends again and not use like the close friends feature to do so, have a Finsta. But if you're making a Finsta so you can like cyber bully somebody or like drag out some more drama, that's shady, that's petty, get a job. Yeah, I completely agree. Like my favorite Finsta community, like I talked about on the show is the the ladies from SNL, where it's like Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, Anna Gasteyer, like all of them that are friends that have finsta accounts that they specifically use to like follow funny people or just like social media nonsense and then they all share it in a big group chat like that to me is fun and adorable but yeah if you're going on just so you control other people even if you're a famous person like mm, no i mean i just i use it just not even to troll i just there's certain people you just don't want them to know that you looked at their story you're not trolling you don't wish them any harm you just check out something over here what's this person Mm -hmm. doing i just don't want you to see that i was on your story today and that like so it's sort of like how you go incognito yeah it's like no trolling Mm -hmm. you know i don't follow anyone it's i think like zero five maybe three followers just so it looks a little strange you just want to see what certain people are up to at different times. Even people in the housewives world, just anything. You just don't really, 
There's so many. You just I, I use it to spy, I guess. Okay, so you're I lurking on the Finsta. I mean, I fully support this. <laughs> it's just like there's just I'm like I don't want you. Even if it's like someone you know, you just don't want them to know that you looked at their story in that particular moment. Sometimes that's fair. I think that's fair. That's mm-hmm. another valid use. Another one that I came up with. If you have a slutty Finsta where you feel more comfortable oh, showing yeah. parts of your body that you wouldn't show on main, I support that too. That's a whole nother world of the Finsta, right? A whole oh, yeah. nother world. A whole nother world, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Paris just loves to talk about holes, FYI. I'm surprised we've gone this long without that word coming up. That's okay. Listen, we have no we have no censorship here behind the velvet robe. Right. I mean, what what that. are your guys' guilty pleasures? Like, do you have like certain TV shows or like are you obsessed with certain besides the Gwyneth Paltrow current social media trial that we're all watching play out. I have recently uh, developed a guilty pleasure. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, I famously try to never be guilty when I enjoy something because like, <laughs> it's fine. But this one new follow that I have taken across TikTok to Instagram, I do have a little bit of shame about. And let me find this person's username. Essentially, it is a wildlife photographer from Australia who has the most beautiful face, body, and like the cutest smile and gap tooth. However, he is tragically straight and yet I'm still thirsting for him. And that is something I need to unpack for myself. It is something I'm ashamed of, but he is so damn fine. And just like, if you imagine what you would want a modern day Steve Irwin to look like and sound like, it's this Mm. man. And he knows exactly what he's doing. He's very slutty. Let me find him. He knows, I mean... Yeah, I mean, well, that's the other thing, too, about, you know, do you just, between TikTok and Reels, it's like, where do all these gorgeous people, like, where were these people before, right? Because, like, I don't know, and I understand, like, what is in your feed is what you click on the most. I get how it mm-hmm. works. But, man, there's just so many beautiful people on Reels and social media and just... Oh, yeah. Well, I think before they just weren't as hot and now they've either (laughs) gotten hot or gotten surgery to be hot, which is now everywhere. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. What's the most annoying thing for you about cooking at home? Because for me, it's pans that stick. I have no time to be cleaning a bunch of pans. But listen, here's the deal. There's a lot of pans out there that don't stick, right? Well, I never thought about it before. But recently, you know, guys, you guys know I'm super health conscious. It came to my attention that most traditional nonstick pans are made with plastic coatings that can turn toxic with heat. No thanks. But that's the great thing about green pan. Forget the plastic coating. They introduced the world to ceramic nonstick cookware that have over 100 150 patents to prove it. They're the leaders in creating cookware without harmful toxins. But let me also tell you, the pans look high-end, they feel high-end. I mean, and that's important too, right? They have cookware collections. They also carry kitchen appliances like slow cookers and waffle makers, bakeware. And for me, now I can sleep at night because I mean, harmful toxins related to my cooking and cookware, no thanks. Listen, it's 2023. Are you still cooking with pans made out of plastic? Head to greenpan.us and use promo code VELVET and you'll receive 30% 
20% off your entire order plus free shipping on orders over $99. That's right, 30% off. When you buy one pan or a whole set, that's 30% off. So head to greenpan.com and make sure to use our promo code VELVET. Uh And like, listen, I'm sure they look at us and they're like, God, you all have so many followers for your great, you know, creative, you're creating content. You just look at some of these people and you're like, I don't even understand what you're doing. Like you should have four followers. Like I know you're hot, but how Mm -hmm. is it that you have like literally like 900,000 followers? Like I understand you're hot, but there's nothing to any of these pictures except just you. you. Exactly. And there's so many hot people. You're like, why are you the one that has 900,000? And this other person who's equally hot and also just stands there with no shirt on has 20, has like 2000 followers. Like what? Who knows? And then I love it's, what you said, though, I, I was going to say, I love what you said about the feed, like showing you what you normally want, like the algorithm just knowing you so well. And we were just talking about that with the congressional TikTok hearings and congressmen who were like, how come TikTok just shows me young women in bikinis? Really? And it's like, <laughs> I think you just revealed a little about yourself there, good sir. Uh, yeah. If it was showing knitting videos, you've curated you that it. for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I found I found this straight man who I'm ashamed to follow, but li- like literally watch this. His name is Mitchell Burns. Look at this. Oh, it's him. Look at this man. He's always slightly wet. He's always showing a little skin. He has the perfect little gap tooth. He's so cute. I can't. And, and I'm ashamed. I mean, we of it. all know him. Look at what he's doing there. He's like, mm, I mean, yeah. phallic at its best. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That video went uh, viral of him, like, rubbing that phallic-looking flower and then squeezing yeah. out the juices and then rubbing them in his hair. Yeah. Like, um, he knows what he's doing. And I've I'm watched like it always, millions of times. <laughs> you've watched it a lot. And I'm, like, always okay with it until you start seeing, like, paid partnership, paid partnership, paid partner. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, like, I get it. You're making money off this. And now I get it. But that's when you're, like... Hmm, I gotta think of something else over here behind the velvet yeah. rope. <laughs> so that's your so that's uh, your guilty. Okay, so that's not so bad. Are um, you yes? Oh, I was gonna say I was kind of excited to talk to you about mine because I recently just got hooked on Real Friends of WeHo. And mm. and I ended up I just finally watched no it and necessary. binged the whole thing, and I don't feel guilty whatsoever. Um and I have to say I actually Good. really enjoyed it. Paris and I were talking about this. Do either of you live? I forgot where you guys live. Like, I spent my time between New York and LA. So I'm in LA half the time. I'm in LA. And I used to live in LA. I used to work in WeHo. So now you like it. I actually interviewed some people from it. I don't mind it either. Do you like it, Paris? I liked it. I liked it. I was like, listen, it's a rough start, but. I like where we're going and I think this can have legs if if the gays can get behind it. But I can sort of understand some of the sentiments as to why the gays were dragging it online. I mean, dragging it is like an understatement. Now, I don't right? really yeah. know <laughs> where we go from here because I know at one point, like, first of all, it was only six episodes. By like episode three, it was in like the 150,000 views. And at the last, at the end, it was at 120 to 125,000, like actual people watching it. Yeah. Oh, so I'm not, not good. sure we're going to go anywhere from here. No offense to Brad Goreski. I would be and surprised. Mm-hmm. I think it might be over, but I don't really understand. I mean, I get it. Drag Race was shorter and everyone went up in arms. I don't understand either. I thought it had such potential, right? It had mm-hmm. a lot of potential. I, I thought so too. It... Go ahead, Michael. Oh, no, I was just agreeing. Go for it, Paris. 
I feel like a lot of it was the fact that these people weren't necessarily an existing friend group. So the dynamics were a little more forced, which I feel like is something you can only get away with on an established franchise like Housewives. Because most Housewives seasons or franchises, they start out with like a solid core group of people who actually know each other. Then you kind of fold in and swap out one or two people per season. But generally there are connections, there are relationships. This felt very much like a lot of gays who had never even met they weren't really friends. Um, mm-hmm. And it showed in a lot of the dialogues and conversations that they had. I think recasting this show is the best thing they can do. And you can keep a couple of the mainstays, but like find a group of gays who are already messy and already have drama and already have so many interpersonal relationships with one another. That's what they needed to do. And they didn't. Yeah, because we're good at this, typically. It's like most of our friend groups. It's like who half the friends have slept with each other. Half of them are there because Mm -hmm. they dated another one. Three of them are engaged. There's at least a throuple. Like, there's so much good potential there in gay friend groups. But I feel like that was my one issue with the show is I feel like they acknowledged so often that they were filming a show instead of just sort of being with each other. Mm -hmm. That was the one thing I'd be like, okay, guys, let's stop talking about quote unquote the show. And just like, I just want to watch you hang out and interact. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of criticism was like, they were already known, so to speak. I mean, known, I'm using Mm -hmm. it in a very broad (laughs) term, you know, but I think that's it. But then, you know, in LA and West Hollywood, I mean, people are in the business. That's just what we kind of all do. So I don't know what people really expected but i think that was the argument of like where is the just the regular joe we don't need like we all yeah. know brad goreski everyone knows todrick we didn't really know everyone but i think that was a lot of pushback too that like we're just the average gaze of west hollywood but they are I feel kind like another of the average of gaze of west hollywood i think yeah, yeah they're not not the average right right i feel like another part of it too is that like Omaha, like find a regular group somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think, I think they were in the right place. They were in the right place. They were looking in the right general zip code. Um, But I feel like another part of it is because it's a predominantly queer project. There's always this weird, like responsibility to like be positive representation for gays and that you can't really have good television when you're focusing too much on that. You know what I mean? Like, I want us to be in a place culturally where we can have messy gays on TV, like crazy, like awful, like ketamine, K-hole, doing <laughs> all the things, because that's truth. And those gays exist too. And those are the ones you would rather watch than the ones that are like trying to present an image, trying to hold the entire community on their back. Like it shouldn't have to be that way. I understand why it can be that way. But like, if you look at the housewives, white women don't really have much to represent or like defend. They don't have to worry about that the way that gays would. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, also, I mean, just think of if it did well, the possibilities we would have had New York, we would have had, uh, you know, Atlanta, I and mean, we could have done so much. I actually thought Curtis was the really the best part of the show and like his coming out story and just really. I well, he felt the most authentic to me, but I yeah. know other people that say, girl, no, that that wasn't, there's nothing authentic. So I don't know, but that felt the most authentic to me. I agree. And whether it was staged or not, if it was staged, then he staged it very well. 
So, and that's, it's entertainment. It's TV. Like, I, I thoroughly agree with you. Like, Brad's not going to get messy on TV. Like, let's just put at that. All. It's at, not even close. No. Todrick is there to, like, rehabilitate his image. So he's not. Mm-hmm. And then you have Dorian, who doesn't even want to be on the show or have anything to do with it or film. Well, <laughs> I heard he was on a different show at first. He thought he was making a different show. And then they're like, actually, you're going to be in this. And he was like, oh. oh. Yes, that's what I heard. That he thought it was like a business. Look, you yeah. got to plug your business, girl. Like, that's what more mm-hmm. do you want? You know, I mean, I honestly, yeah, go on. I honestly just like, where are the gays that are going to show hole on cam? Where are they? <laughs> you know, show your ass, make yourself look stupid. It's fun. I've done it. We both did it on Worst Cooks in America. Looking basically dumb is so freeing. It's such yeah. a, a relief. The pressure's off. They need <laughs> to think of something else because I just think this is, I think MTV is like, next, let's just Well, do you remember A-List that. New York? Yeah. Do you remember that? That was like I the did. first attempt at something like this. And those gays, I feel like were even more entertaining and like a little bit more messy and less filtered back then. That's, that's saying a lot. And then there was A-List, I think Dallas. And then there was that Fire Island show. I think I forgot. Oh, what yeah. Was I remember, remember that, that one. Mm-hmm. It's just, they need to rebrand. I mean, I I still think there should be a housewives. It's not going to be on Bravo, but I think there should be like a gay, lesbian, like just like housewives, but not really just gay men. I think there should be like intermixed, but like where it's not all about sex or I don't know. It's just kind of what I think, but I don't work for casting. I'd watch. Right. I would. You know, like, yeah, like a diverse group somewhere. But this, I thought this had a lot of potential too. I was very upset that it didn't actually all work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you guys, you know, you talk about like internet and like social media trends. I mean, Scandival, do you, do you watch Vanderpump Rules? Are you up on this? I mean, I feel like, I mean, I saw something the other day. I think it was David Spade where he was on some red carpet and someone's like, what's your goal of the evening? And he's like, to find out what's really happening with Scandival. I mean, this is like, <laughs> so I have my own feelings, but I would love to hear since it does tie into the Social Dose podcast because it is a social trend. What do you all think about Scandival these days? So I think it's abhorrent what has happened. I think I am somebody who is, I have a tendency to believe women. So- mm-hmm. I am certainly not team Tom in any capacity. I I'll be honest. I watched the first season of Vanderpump rules and I said, these people are all very poor and they need this so much that I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> you I just want to watch poor people watching, struggle. Do you watch like bling empire? It's phenomenal on, on Netflix. No. I mean, that are they super rich and messy? Um, they're literally beyond rich. I mean, the richest and messiest. Uh, That's like, what I need. I one of them. I and I literally have had people on. I think one of them is worth. You know, and these things are always a little off. Of course, we know of how course. that works. But one of them, I think, is worth like eight hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, the someone else is worth like sixty million. It's like literally someone else is That's worth nice. billions. It's like real true and it was green lit i think because of like shaza sunset of like what that did for the persian community yes. like this was but in it's set in oh LA. i forgot about dubai real housewives of dubai i also loved that you did okay. i have to give that they got one. the most I'm, money you did like a lot it? of money we dvr'd it we just started it i'm like two three episodes into dubai it's i mean their clothes alone are insane on that if anything for the fashion i'm telling you though paris if you want rich I mean, Bling Empire, Christine Chu, like, 
they they make the Be- they make the Beverly Hills Housewives look like dirt poor. Like it's just oh obscene. It's like real money. It's like so much money they don't even talk about it. It's like it's just the real. And it's also very interesting and very well. You should also like, do you like the real estate shows? Like the real estate porn, like selling sunset? Sometimes. I've dabbled in selling sunset because I love a dumb bitch. And that show is (laughs) not short of dumb bitches at all. It's, I think, one of the best reality shows that's ever existed, actually. But so going back to Scandal for a minute. So like, what do you guys think? Like, I mean, how is this? such a big thing how has this taken over social media in the world like i don't this is that a group of people studied. right i mean it's a group of people where everyone has always slept together everyone's always cheated and i know you're doing this to like a really good friend and it's a little more maniacal i guess but like i don't understand it i mean i personally will probably be talking about it for the next nine months but i've been very vocal on this podcast that i would like to never talk about it again i mean i don't see what the Fair. big deal is Mm-hmm. It like forced me to look into it and be like, okay, what are the Vanderpump girlies getting into? Because everyone seems to be talking about it. And when I found out what happened, I was like, this seems kind of like normal for them. This doesn't seem like like as groundbreaking as, as it has lived up to be. So I think how this became such like a monoculture online needs to be studied. I don't know if this was like a PR move that somebody like expertly calculated or what, but it's it's staggering how universal the dialogue has become around it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been, and I I haven't watched the show, to be quite honest, but I have been following all of the posts about it. Like, my favorite is um, this one. She's on TikTok. Her, she's at Abzibon, A-B-B-Z-B-O-N. And she does, like, little map recaps. And so she, like, broke out her whiteboard and did a full, like, brilliant recap of who is who is who is who with a full chart. And it absolutely blew my mind and sent me down a full TikTok rabbit hole of people just recapping and commenting about this. Incredible. Like, people are so invested. It's so incestuous. I it's love so it. incestuous, right? Like, I think I've seen that whiteboard where everyone is, like, talking to everyone else. And it's like, yeah. oh. well, here's one thing I could say about it. Lisa Vanderpump is just, like, sitting there laughing behind closed doors. Because, like, mm-hmm. I mean... She's not involved. She's above it all. (laughs) She's going to get more money for so long. What about, I mean, I talk about this on this podcast too, because I am not Kyle Richards. I admit things, but I've been on Manjaro, (laughs) which is part of the Ozempic thing. So I've been on that since October. It does work. It is what it is. Everyone can Wait, what is it? You know, that's like a big online trend, especially on TikTok. It's like Ozempic and people are like using this drug, which was like, initially prescribed for diabetes although oh it's a lot I've of heard about things this. and it's a big thing and, and like the bottom line is i mean everyone could say what they want in two years this is like gonna be like botox like especially in la like people are just gonna be like oh i admit it this is what i'm doing it is controversial because there's a shortage and people are saying that people that are using it for weight loss even though you have to get it prescribed by a doctor and due to hipaa loss you have no idea why i'm taking it or anyone else is taking it but there's this whole thing, like everyone, like Kyle Richards, apparently is on it. I know a mm. lot of housewives that are on it. Where they admit. so that's a big trend online Got on like it. TikTok, where people are doing these videos, and that's kind of become a thing on TikTok. Maybe I just noticed that because I'm sensitive I think that's to your this for issue. you page, David. I, I think okay, so I don't know. <laughs> I just thought it was everybody's for you page, but I guess it's not as much of a big social trend as I thought it was. No, it could it, be. That's what's beautiful has, about TikTok is there's uh-huh. like 
millions of multiverses. Like my TikTok is mostly like lesbians, non-binary, like trans femmes, and then like a lot of Pedro Pascal currently. Like that's what I'm vibing with. Uh, but everyone's for you page is so different. It's like a custom tailored experience for just you. Mm -hmm. Although, no, I've seen TikToks about that as well, though. I think because I was recently talking to a friend about how my doctor called me fat. <laughs> and so, um, <laughs> and your phone listens to you. And it, it's just sort of these videos did start to come up. And I feel like it was the algorithm being like, maybe your doctor's right. Um, but I don't have diabetes, so I have no reason to take it. But yeah, I've seen people debating this on social media. It's been an interesting, interesting debate. Right. Like you, you can't question why someone is taking a prescription drug. It's, it's, you know, it's against the law. It's a whole thing. Right. And like people that are prescribing it are like, listen, it's safe. And there's other indications for it. And like, just and Weight Watchers is now in on the game. They just bought some companies. So just listen, Ooh, you heard, smart. you heard the social trend here first behind the mm -hmm. belt. This, this Honestly, literally yeah. like we have Viagra, we have Botox. This will literally be a household name. And for anyone that wants to lose weight, I think within like Damn. a year to two. So I'm just putting it out there. And telling I think you. you're right. Yeah. yeah, I believe it. I believe it. Do you guys like I mean, do you guys like TikTok? I know I'm sure you do. I mean, there's I nothing I, you do. I, do. I mean, for there's the nothing time. I hate more. Like, why do you like <laughs> you are Let the me, social okay. dose podcast boys? Explain to me what it is that you love about this platform. David, I am famously really good at pitching TikTok as a platform for users to enjoy. Yes. So this is my spiel. Imagine <laughs> you had a TV and every time you flip the channel, it was something that you want to see. It was like your personal TV. And if you saw something you didn't like, you could literally tell the TV, no, I'm not interested in that. So you get to have full control over your TikTok experience. And therefore, it becomes the one place where you get everything that you personally like. Like I'll get board game stuff, which is like even my niche interest. Like I get some Pokemon stuff. You can see I'm a big Pokemon fan. And nowhere else on the internet can you find the perfect combination of all the things I love most or Michael loves most or you love most how did i do i mean that makes it sound <laughs> somewhat interesting but keeping up with it putting content on it growing that's your different numbers, as a creator it's, it's a lot more challenging but as yeah. a user i think it can be very fun yeah and for someone like me who has you know pretty bad like adhd it's like my little entertaining fidget spinner. And it's where I go to almost take mental breaks, which is why mm -hmm. I'm thrilled now that I just talk about it all the time. Because uh, <laughs> it's my, like, I, I don't have to call it, like, wasting time anymore. I'm like, no, I'm doing research. We're working. <laughs> <laughs> but smart. I, for that reason, I love it. It's weirdly, like, a great way for me to sort of, like, turn my brain off for a minute and just mm -hmm. sort of enjoy whatever it's going to show me Decompress. or not and then i hit the do not show me again and i keep you know, keep going i mean i still like the instagram feeds i know you can't really curate that as much and you see a lot of stuff which really isn't on brand for you but i don't know i still i'm still an instagram person that's oh fair. don't Instagram's get me wrong a long way instagram's my home don't get me wrong that's my home base uh i i love both equally uh, for me my TikTok is more like these are like my followers or people that are interested in my content, people I don't necessarily know personally. Instagram is mostly people I know and then occasionally some other people. And then Twitter is like just for my besties. So if, if you really want to see uh, how unhinged I can become, you're going to want to follow on Twitter. It's like I have, the, <laughs> I have almost no followers there. It's like I can still be kind of anonymous. It's really enjoyable. Yeah, to Twitter's... have different platforms like that. 
I, my followers, like if I even get, you know, I, sometimes you get like the other day, I got all these new followers and I was like, I mean, when I say all these new, probably like 40, but I get like one, I mean, I do nothing on Twitter. Like I could care less. And yeah, kind of same. I had to have Twitter explain to me a while, when I first was getting into this so that I could make a video for Pete Buttigieg because he like requested one and I called a friend. I was like, he wants this, but I don't know how Twitter works. And he had to get on FaceTime <laughs> and literally walk me through it. <laughs> I mean, now I get it, but it was a very embarrassing moment in my life. That See, that's that's a good reason to be on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, for yeah. Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> for Pete Buttigieg. I love him so much. Anything else you guys, what do you think of like, just think talking of social trends, like the whole Reese Witherspoon now, you know, the divorce that she's going through. Or I that's I just announced. I have to be honest. I love Reese. Couldn't care less about her husband. I just want to yeah. see her do well. I hope this is clean. I hope it's amicable. I hope it's amicable. I hope it's not a, not a news piece in a week from now. Personally, you, you want to just you know you'll go back to let looking her live. At, you can go back to looking at Ryan Felipe online. I mean, it's all yeah. It's what's what's she up to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Reese is one of those celebrities. I feel like the less I actually know about her, the better. So I find her yeah. to be so adorable, and I love her book club. I love what she's doing with all of that. But um, yeah, I don't want to know much more about her. Better, I think that she's this cute little like daisy of a human being, you mm-hmm. know, and just the less I know, the better. Who are your guys like favorite celebrities or like favorite music people? I know you talked on your podcast about SNL people, but who do you guys love like for music and just actresses? So actors. for like non-comedians, oh. I love like music wise, I love Nicki Minaj, even though she's problematic all the time i think (laughs) my thing with nikki like i've been a barb since the very early days and i still own that like i I will be there for her until it's done but i think she's in a place and she has been for a long time where she's always surrounded by people that aren't telling her no and aren't challenging her like you can always tell there's nobody in the room being like that looks like the same thing you've been doing for the past three years or like this sound isn't fresh or current or hot And I want her to shake that up. I need her to have people around her that are going to be like, Nikki, yes, this, no, this. No one's telling her no right now. She's probably afraid to. I would be. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Kind of same with scare, like as far as being afraid of somebody. Like my go to actresses right now are Viola Davis and Kate Blanchett, just because Mm. they, I feel like Mm. they both seem so intense. And, but they also are hilarious people who can do like the heavy drama. And, there's something so powerful about the two of them. They feel like human tsunamis. And I just, I love them so much. Did um, you watch How to Get Away with Murder? Yes. Ugh. One of the greatest shows of all time. Even towards the later seasons where like, I fully would hear them talking and I'd be like, okay, I don't quite understand what's happening anymore because it gets so incestuous towards the end. But I was like, I'm still here for it. I'm along for the ride scandal how to get away with murder they it was oh, mm-hmm. shonda land is a uh, real thing that was then, a good like, time for shonda land it was that's all the i and like woman king was my favorite movie this year of the like you know big movies this past year and i was like oh really? viola it felt like she was doing king lear and it was just oh everything about that movie i saw it in the movie theater like on the big big like imaxy style screen oh it was one of the best movie going experiences i've had in a while was woman king everything about that movie loved it viola is the real deal 
Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I would love to just be near her for a moment, you know? Mm-hmm. What about actors? Any actors? I mean, I, I tend to gravitate towards my favorite women as well. So, I was going to yeah. say, who are your favorite gals? Who are your favorite Men, gals? I'm like, huh. <laughs> I mean, I'm all, it's similar to Nikki, but I'm, I mean, maybe not as problematic, but I mean, she's problematic these days as Madonna's my girl. I mean, I still, mm-hmm. I will ride there to the end. You know, no one is explaining to her about it's listen. I have things with Madonna where I'm like, either you're just so brilliant still, and you're just so ahead of all the rest of us. Like you've always been, or you're like, you've just lost your fucking mind and none of this makes sense anymore. <laughs> or I a mean, both. I was going to say, maybe a solid 50 50. <laughs> or a little bit of both. Cause like, I mean, the social media makes no sense. Look, the tour has sold really well. She's going on tour. She'll make a gazillion dollars, you know, but Madonna's still my, you know, maybe not in terms of everything sounds the same like Nikki, but just in terms of like, you could just see with a lot of this, like whoever's filming these videos and follows you around for your social media content all day, like nobody's telling you no, nobody's, there's no art direction. There's no creative director here. Like this is just, you want to go in this direction and everyone is like run to the other room to film this and get it and just put it up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A little bit like that, but Madonna will always be my, Nicki Minaj, so to speak, but Cher is probably, I mean, not <gasps> to be stereo, Cher would be a close second. Uh, Famously unproblematic, I that Cher. Her. Very, like her and Dolly Parton have really proven that you can be around for centuries and still not get canceled. Still not yeah, get canceled. It's honesty, though, that she still what she thinks and she still, she does it in such a way where she won't get canceled, you know? where she says exactly what's in her mind. There's no internal monologue there, but she does it in such a way where it just it just works, you know? It just works. I mean, people are worried about Cher now, you know, with this younger boyfriend who I forgot how old he was, but I think he's... Like, I'm proud I mean, of Cher for that. And I'm proud of him. Go for it. I'd watch. I'm yeah. proud of both of them. I think people are just the rumors online are that like, she's just the money is like whatever you want. And she's like notorious, not really for being cheap, but you know, for being smart with her money, I think yeah. her, it's like $350 million is what they say it is. And I think this guy just has more access than most people have had. And I think that's, mm-hmm. but she also lost her mother like just recently. And like, you know, that's, mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm factoring, I'm giving my own backstory to all of this. The and older, younger thing I'm fine with, you know? That's yeah, fine. that's fine. I think it's important to remember that Scor- um, I think it's important to remember that Cher is a Scorpio, so you know she's, like, still fucking. And she's... <laughs> I feel like she's probably living her best life right now. I think so. I think, you know, probably. Well, Madonna no, has younger as... boyfriends all, all the time, too. So yeah. there you go. Let him live. As far yeah. as actors go, um, did anybody watch Interview with the Vampire? I watched the first couple episodes. I still have okay. to go back and finish it. It is it was a very sexy in acting from both Sam Reed and Jacob Anderson. Every episode, I was like, this is the best thing on television. This is incredible. And I haven't felt that way since I started watching. Did anybody watch P Valley? No. No. Damn, y'all. Okay, y'all are missing out. P Valley is another of the greatest things on television as far as scripted content goes. It's so queer. It's so, it's very trans. It's like very. I don't know. Nobody's writing the way they're writing on P Valley. And the storylines there are so like gripping 
um, for those of you who don't know, it's basically a show about like a small strip club in a little town in Mississippi uh, and mm. the drama that goes on between the dancers, the owners, the community around the bar. Uh, it's incredible. That's the best thing I watched lately is you, the fourth season of you on Netflix. Yeah, I haven't gotten into it. I think it's such a good show. It's so good. Penn Bagley is so good. It's so, it's good. I mean, you Ooh. probably have to start at the first season if you're going to do it, but. I have this you... thing where like, I feel like I missed something and then I feel like it's too late. Like I never watched Breaking Bad and like, I'm not going to watch it now because like, I'm, who am I going to talk to bre- about with Breaking Bad? You know, I <laughs> miss it. That's how I feel about Lost. I, well, everyone yeah, tells me to watch it, but now it that. seems over. I know it's so long ago, but people still are like that episode of Lost. And I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm. Lost was one of those things where like, you know, what you were saying about how to get away with murder. I stayed with it to the bitter end, but I literally was like, it was like, I didn't understand anything. At you were point. lost. I mean, I know it was confusing, <laughs> but you at least followed it. And then it just. That's how I was with Riverdale. And then I stopped watching it. I used to love Riverdale. And then I'm like, I am so confused about every single thing happening in this show. I don't even, then I'm just like, why am I watching this? I have no time. Like this is. That's me with Pretty Little Liars, except I watched that ship sink and I was there with it when it happened. And And now they're bringing it back on HBO, which I'm not mad about. That's one that I, I, that is my type of show. And I just didn't start it. And then at some point I'm like, like, I love Laura Layton. And I'm like, I, I I can't go back and start this from the beginning. It just, it's not going to happen. You missed it. It's fine. It's fine. You're not missing anything significant. (laughs) Did you guys like, like all the Ryan Murphy stuff, like Pose and like Dahmer and like the last season of American Horror Story, New York, which I thought was the one of the best seasons. Other than the first My season. thing with Ryan Murphy, obviously he's a brilliant talent. We're so lucky to have him, but he is a Sagittarius and it shows in his ability to really start off strong with something and then get ADD, move on to something else and let whatever that was just trail off into crap. So I will always watch the beginning of a Ryan Murphy project. I won't necessarily always make it to the end. That's <laughs> But I, I made it I to think... the end of Pose. Pose was great. I, th- I think the last season, American Horror Story, New York City was great. But I think before that, it had many years, to your point, of being off. Yeah. For yeah, me, I think with oh. Asylum. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't oh, know. They lost me with the vampire one. Then it, when it when anything starts to sort of feel like horror, like torture porn with Gaga, that's when it loses me. And that one kind of did. And then that's how Game of Thrones eventually kind of lost me too. not going to lie. When it sort of becomes like, I don't know, it, it almost like fetishizes the gore in a way that makes, that's not to my personal taste. But I also love Grace and Frankie. So like, if that gives you a sense of like who I am as a human, if it stars <laughs> like 85 year old adorable women being goofy, that's more my taste. Grace and Frankie is, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with Grace and Frankie. It's... I love that show. I watched that one to the end too. <laughs> it was like, that was... I mean, listen, I mean, we're so lucky to have these two people on our TVs, right? I mean, Uh, yeah, that that was a good one. I would be remiss if I didn't mention my favorite television show of all time is Scream Queens by Ryan Murphy. (gasps) Yes. Only two seasons. It was problematic and it still is. But Uh that show, I every Uh Halloween, like every October, I rewatch both seasons every year because it's just good. It was so good. Katie Palmer's amazing in it. You have Jamie Lee Curtis. In season two, you have controversial actress um, Kirstie Alley plays a predominant role. John John Stamos Stamos. is in the second season. Abigail Breslin. And Emma Roberts, like, absolutely killing it in the show. 
like quality and the amount of fabulous gifts that have come out of that of just emma roberts being emma roberts in that show and wasn't in nick jonas right wasn't nick, nick jonas, jonas yeah um taylor lautner uh, yeah, yeah. great show to, i don't really remember specifics but i mean i definitely liked it yeah sure it's a great october show it's perfectly yes. spooky perfectly stupid so campy that it's needs so to be see there's an example of ryan murphy moving on too quick yeah, oh, true. Yeah. Well, season two was bad. It was bad, but mm-hmm. I like it. <laughs> but season one was so good. It was good. I mean, Glee was great, and then it wasn't. You know, it was great until it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Then it Did was you watch like, Nip Tuck? Like, Nip Tuck was, was one of the best shows that's like, I and that to it. me, it was phenomenal. It was like, to this I think, day, in my mind, Famke Jensen is trans. I will always just be like, Famke Jensen is a trans icon. She was not born a cis woman. You can't tell me anything else. <laughs> I would have she was literally I mean it was a great show but Famka was like the highlight of the whole thing mm-hmm. like there's mm-hmm. nothing better Avon. obviously it would have been great if we had a trans actress in that role but Famka Jensen Nip did Talk that. was way ahead of its time I feel like yeah. it was way ahead of its time it's like one of the best there's a show you should go watch Michael if you haven't seen it okay. yeah, literally that, and that's also kind of one where if like you weren't there at the time it still holds up I've seen episodes and every episode I've seen, I've really enjoyed. It's one of those shows when I'm around a friend like you guys who loves Nip Tuck will put on an episode and I always enjoy it. And I always leave thinking like, oh, I have to go watch that show. And then for, you know, I don't know, I get on TikTok and I forget. It's the same with (laughs) Always Sunny. So many people have shown me episodes of Always Sunny in Philadelphia and they're like, you would love this. Every episode I do and I've yet to actually go and sit down and watch the whole thing. Did you ever watch popular which was ryan murphy's first show i no. think i missed that i think i might have been too young but didn't it have um that blonde girl leslie grossman it was yes. leslie bibb it was it's a it's i forgot in like i forgot how many seasons it was not many but it was also before its time i would go watch that if i were you i've heard very good things about that one. it's it's like dark it's just dark but it's so funny Nice. Anything else you guys want to cover before we wrap up? Everyone needs to, you could have to share where everyone can find you. Everyone needs to listen to your podcast, which is three days a week. It's a lot to do three days a week, right? Yeah. Luckily the episodes are bite-sized. So it's, yeah. we record twice a week, but it's because the, the news on social media happens so quickly. You have to be quick with the episodes because mm-hmm. by the time, you know, you wait a week, by the time you've made that episode, now we're not talking about that anymore. Everyone forgot about that trend. Mm-hmm. I know all about that. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, the housewives world, the same thing. And you're like, yeah. sorry, everyone, this is coming out next week. And everyone's going to, you know, come at me and hate on me for 24 hours, but you're still going to listen. And I apologize in advance. <laughs> this is now completely old, even though it's recorded four days ago. It's hard. Can we say, David, I would love to know like who, like if you could dream cast a season of, or like, a um a spinoff of like ultimate girls trip like who which housewives would make your ultimate yes. girls trip whether they were on a trip or not we, like they could have already been on it i would say definitely rinna i would definitely want lisa rinna there i mean she's already been on a girls trip but countess luann as a in the real world mm-hmm. is one of the most amazing people she plays the game right you never mm-hmm. see her getting so dark on social media she never yeah. goes there but she'll show up and do the job i mean there is no more job now because she's been fired along with the whole rest of the cast of real housewives of new york but Which luann, I, think was good. I, I think it was time like luann we purge we needed a purge definitely luann definitely lisa rinna 
from the OC, put that on pause, Salt okay. Lake, let's pass. There's nobody from Salt nobody Lake. Nobody from Salt Lake, not even Whitney? No. Not even Meredith? If I had to pick anyone, it would be Meredith. Because Meredith, okay. Meredith to me is so just interesting to watch, right? Yeah. Like she's just so- Fascinating to be Yeah, <laughs> she's just like, she's a fast, just like she, it's authentic. She's, mm-hmm. you know, but this is like the best of the best. So like- Jersey, listen, I mean, she's problematic and I'm not even sure I love her, but Teresa, I, I mm-hmm, give yeah. it to Teresa. You she's got to be there. You, you got to give it to her. Yeah. Atlanta. I mean, Kenya Moore is my superstar from Atlanta. Of course. Mm-hmm. I, I guess if I had to pick one from each thing, which is apparently what I'm doing, I would go back to the OC and pick. I'm a Heather Dubrow fan. I, I actually Dubrow love Heather fan. Dubrow. I think Heather Dubrow was just too sane for the show everything she said just made too much sense she was too rational she's another one i feel like you know you talk about like it's real money it's not fake money we all know with housewives if you scratch below the surface it's like you're totally broke even though you know you're living way up like heather and terry have real money so i like miami what would i pick just because she's like i would pick larsa Really? Oh, yeah. I couldn't watch it if Larsa was on it. <laughs> a lot of oh, people no. like Give me Lisa. Of, yeah, she's I think I'd pick Larsa. Just there's something about Larsa that's That's really... fair. And then I You're guess, certainly casting a, an unhinged and chaotic um, season. Right? Like and <laughs> I think do we have And then I guess oh, I mean we could we could it's in the graveyard but we could say from Dallas. I'm sorry, Miss Leanne Lockett people. She was cute. I wasn't even mad about Leanne. She actually made me want to get cowboy boots again at the time. She's Ooh. like, and she's lovely. And some people are nicer. And, and then I think from Potomac, we would definitely be Candace. Not to bring it full Absolutely. circle, but Candace is really, she plays the game right. And she's, mm-hmm. I think she in real life is much like smarter. Like she's in on the yeah. joke. She she understands the assignment. She completely she's, gets it. Right. She's not completely unhinged people. Like she understands the job and she'll do it and then when the season's over she goes back to making music and the rest of her career i think it's like Being i just saw it social woman. yeah she just got a part i think it's some other tv movie or some movie she just did got- she we, we have a little bit of inside scoop on that but i don't think i can share anything but just know yeah. it's going to be there's at least one moment in it that will be absolutely iconic and yes. you'll see gifs of it forever yes. will that be when the two of you appear in it I no. Wish. Oh my God. No. <laughs> oh, I wish. <laughs> but as soon as she was like, oh, we're filming a movie, I was like, tell me everything that you can legally tell me. Yes. <laughs> so that's, so that's that. I think th- those okay. are all the, is that all this? Yeah. Those are, th- those are the ones that I would, there you go. That's my, that'll girl's be trip. an ultimate girls trip if ever there was one. We like cover it at all, right? Well, uh, listen, where can everybody find you? You guys can come back anytime. I could talk pop culture or social media trends all day with the two of you. Yeah, literally. We could just oh, do this for you. hours. This was so fun. Seriously. There's yeah. so many other things I could get in. We haven't even scratched music, more TV, more movie. There's so many options, right? Oh, yeah. It's so fun to be gay, isn't it? <laughs> uh, listen, I truly think so. I cannot imagine not being gay. I think it's just listen. so much more fun. Honestly, mm-hmm. I do. I know it's famously not a choice, but if I had a choice, I think I would still choose to be gay. Yeah, well. this is fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and what an interesting you time to us, be alive. You so, can okay. find me on all platforms at Paris Nicholson. And you can find me at M. Judson Barry. Mm-hmm. And, and the podcast is The Social Dose. You can find that literally yes. anywhere you find podcasts. Mm-hmm. Everyone listen. And you're also on Instagram, I think, at Social Dose Podcast. But I'll share all that when this comes out. Yes. Uh, 
Yeah, the socialdosepodcast.com. You can go there for all the information. Yeah, there if you, you want to talk shit and like leave a little messy message, you can definitely do Ooh, that yeah. too, which we love. We and love playing voice messages. And check out, you know, Candace. I had Tiger Lily here. I saw you guys sat down with Tiger Lily. We, yeah. love, we love our Tiger Lily. Love, love, love. Yeah, mm-hmm. we have gorgeous correspondence. It's also fun because as the nature of this thing, like if you see somebody that's doing like a really great thing on the internet, we can get them as a correspondent. Like I love yeah. Casey Winbush, who's really uh, popped off recently. And we got her as a correspondent. I was like, wait, I'm obsessed with you. This is so fun. Mm-hmm. Do you know who I'm obsessed with? And I don't know his name, but like some guest told me about this and he just, the guy who wears wears high heels. Do you know who I'm talking about? There's Which a one? guy, I don't me? know, but there's some, <laughs> no, there's some guy who I think he's married and he has a wife and he's, you know, stereotypically masculine, but he was, it, someone told me about him and then I looked him up and I don't know who it is, but then the other day he was, all the sorts of things were in the news with him. Is he like yes, and he wears guy? skirts too, right? That is, is it this him. man. Yeah, yes. that is him. I think he was canceled. I think what? he was actually canceled. Really? Oh, something no. happened. He said some problematic things. You know, actually, the next queer. really the oh. next time you come back, or when I come on your podcast, yes. we could yes. do a whole talk about cancel culture. Because I have so many thoughts. So we, we could do okay. a whole show on cancel culture. Because I got mm-hmm. a lot to say on that very matter. I think okay. it's fun, but that. not real. <laughs> Right. Like we just, you know, and what is yeah. cancel culture? Everyone's canceled. Yeah. And Chris Harrison from The Bachelor's canceled and he has $25 million. And yeah, where are the real so. consequences? <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, so <laughs> it's just a whole thing. But I think that it was is. the guy. I didn't realize he was actually canceled. So there you go. Well, Allegedly. we will get into it. We'll get into it next time. But you guys were great. Enjoy your cruise. Thank you. Enjoy Thank you West so much, Hollywood. David. This was so fun. I'll keep in touch with you guys. Awesome. All right. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.